0: Hello and welcome to the first official episode of the Solo Soapbox podcast. Um, technically, it's the second one I recorded, but the first one was a pilot episode, so that one uh, that one doesn't count per se. And uh, I'm definitely changing up the format on how I'm doing things. So how it was in the first episode is uh, very unique to that episode, and how we will or how I will continue. Going forward, it will definitely be a little bit different from that first pilot episode I recorded and posted uh, a little bit of a week and a half ago on that beautiful Sunday. Well, I guess it was a Friday night when I recorded it. Saturday, but Sunday when I posted. it. Anyway, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Again, this is the Solo Soapbox Podcast with your host, me, Dennis Christian. Um, you can find me on the social medias uh, at TallGuyDennis on Instagram and at TallGuyDennis on Twitter. Um, you can find this podcast exclusively on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com forward slash solo soapbox Podcast. Um, it's exclusively on SoundCloud because I haven't figured out the process of putting it on other platforms just yet. Um, I also have a Patreon, but I'm not going to big up that too much. Uh, I'll put the link in the, in the description below, so if you know, you know. And if you don't, well, check the link and figure out what that's all about. Alright, and uh, yeah, that's it for the intro. That went uh, a lot smoother than I expected it. Uh, my recording setup is a tad bit different from the first time I recorded. Last week, I use my fancy Blue Yeti microphone, and today I'm just recording off of my phone, uh, just because it's easier, and uh, it works better for me, and, uh, yeah, so, I'm only gonna do one take, I'm not gonna sit here and try to record it two times, edit it and all that stuff, mostly because my Chromebook from, like, 2013 doesn't allow me to do all that fancy stuff, so I'm just going to do like a one-trick, one-take-drake kind of thing and just roll with it. And if I'm making mistakes, well, we're live. So I'm not going to fix it. Anyway. Alright, so let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get into some, some topics, some things I wanted to discuss this week. Uh, side note, um, this is a few days late. I wanted to post this on this Previous Sunday, but I ran into some scheduling issues, and now I'm recording this and posting this on Wednesday, August uh, 29th, instead of what would have been the Sunday before this. And I am also going to publish an episode this upcoming Sunday, which I believe is the second. Um, I don't feel like pulling up a calendar. But yeah, so this is Wednesday, August 29th, and I'm going to post this on Wednesday, August 29th, and I'm going to post an episode this following Sunday, and then henceforth, every episode should come out on a regular basis on Sunday. All right, back to the topics. Uh, A couple of things I wanted to talk about. First being, yeah, I really like the WNBA, and that is the, oh God. Is the Women's National Basketball Association? Yes, that should be correct. Um, this this season was my first season really just kind of like paying attention to just everything the WNBA is all about in general. Um, I mean, I followed them on Instagram, I followed them on Twitter, I started to keep up with certain teams and players, and man, the WNBA is really, really interesting, and I like it a lot. And uh, yeah, you should uh, you should care about the WNBA and its its growth. Really, um, I mean, I think as a sports fan, um, I mean, it just gives you another sport to like and watch and be a fan of, and be a part of. Especially if there's a WNBA team in your city or close to you. Um, like, unfortunately, when I was in Texas, um, Houston had a WNBA team. But the team was sold, and no more Lisa Leslie in Houston. Of course, she had already retired by that point, but I didn't have a chance to really be a fan of the WNBA while they had a strong presence in my um, adopted hometown. I think Dallas has has a WNBA team. No, not I think they do. I think the Dallas Meeks, correct me if I'm wrong on that, fact-check me, um, but I'm not a big fan of them. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't really have a favorite WNBA team just yet, although I do like Los Angeles, uh, the Los Angeles Aces, I believe, uh, just because a couple of players on that team have a pretty bang shoe shoot collection, uh, and I think that's pretty awesome. I'm sure there's a bunch of WNBA players with pretty banging shoe collections, but they're, uh, the two people I'm thinking of in particular have a, um, a very, like, exquisite shoe collection, and I didn't write their names down on hand at my show notes, so I'm just going to have to, like, I don't know, retweet something or put a link in the bio uh, to their stuff so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, but anyway, back on topic. So the WNBA, I, I mean, it's just fun to watch. And it's fun to keep track of. They're in the playoffs right now. Uh, the semifinals. And those were a really good game yesterday between Phoenix and, uh, good lord. Phoenix and Phoenix and Phoenix and why am I not remembering this? I can, I can, like, see Seattle. Phoenix and Seattle. Yes. Okay, Phoenix and Seattle. They're a really good game. It came down to, like, the last... I think it went into overtime because it kept coming down to, like, the last few shots. It was crazy. Uh, It was a really good game. And, I mean, the WNBA in general is just filled, has been filled with, like, great moments throughout the season. And I think if you're a sports fan, I don't think gender uh, should play a factor in whether or not you watch a sport, especially if you're a basketball fan. I think you should just, you know, feel right at home if you just started watching a WNBA game. I mean, the style of play is a tad bit different. I think women play with a lot more skill. And that's just me, in my opinion. Um, I think women play with just a, a tad bit more skill than the men do uh, in the NBA. Um, but I think it's just equally as entertaining to watch. And uh, yeah, I mean, that, I think my support of the WNBA and me becoming more of a fan of the WNBA. Has a lot to do with me just kind of wanting to support things in general, or wanting to be more supportive of things I find important. And one of those things that I find important is, you know, supporting and empowering women. And I mean, just su- giving my patronage through time and engagement to the WNBA is supporting that even though I'm not necessarily buying tickets per se, just getting, you know, the engagement in there and, like, you know, making their numbers go up in terms of, like, who's watching the games, who's paying attention. I mean, that goes a lot in terms of... goes far in terms of, uh... in terms of showing support and just getting their numbers up in general. Uh, That being said, also shout-out to the NWSL. That's the... National Women's Soccer League. Um, side note, I'm a fan of Houston sports in general. Just just so you know, I'm just putting that out there. So chances are, if, you know, when it comes to baseball, I'm going to cheer for the Houston Astros when it comes to basketball. I'm going to cheer for the Houston Rockets when it comes to football. I'm going to cheer for the Houston Texans um, when it comes to soccer. Houston Dynamo, you know what I'm saying? And uh, back on the topic... When it comes to the NWSL, that's a Women's Soccer League, the National Women's Soccer League in the United States. Um, Houston has a team. It's the Houston Dash. Uh, They're associated with the Houston Dynamo. Um, I just wanted to shout them out because I've also started to pay attention to the NWSL this year. Maybe a little bit less so than I have the WNBA. Excuse me, I had a little yawn there. Uh... A little bit less so than the WNBA. I'm still keeping up and paying attention to. And I've I've watched a couple of games this season um, of the NWSL, uh, the Houston Dash. That's, I mean, by far my favorite team. Um, I've watched a handful of games this season. Um, And again, it just goes back to really just being a sports fan in general and just finding sports to watch and just really enjoying the sport and you know watching skilled people play and do what they do best which I think is really cool and so I mean going back to the point I made earlier I mean I think it's just important for us to as a society as a people as someone listening to this podcast you might you you probably agree with me that it's you know, supporting women in general, it's just something that we should do, and when it comes to, like, women doing things at, a, like, a high level, you know, sports-wise, I, I think that goes underappreciated for a number of factors, so I think it's important for us to really just kind of, like, you know, take a look at ourselves and be like, you know, why don't we, put, you know, professional female athletes, women athletes, professional women athletes, I'm not too sure on the the adjective the the, the wordplay. Uh nah, I don't like using wordplay. I don't I don't know about the verbiage I should be using. But uh anyway, women athletes. No, nah, I don't like that. I'll I'll stick with women athletes. Um why we don't value women athletes as highly as we do male athletes. I mean partly that's due to the patriarchy that we have to tear down. But, you know, we have to say fuck the patriarchy and really just kinda like get behind these sports. Um when you look at stuff like, you know, WNBA players deserving more money, people, like, say, well, they don't bring in as much money as the men do, they don't, you know, they don't perform these high-flying ducks and aerobatics, you know, acrobatics, yada, 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 and like, every other excuse, it's like, why do we have these excuses in the first place? And these women are highly skilled athletes, who could probably beat a good number of men when it comes to basketball so why can't we you know well now we well why can't their league pay them more money especially when when you look at the revenue breakdown um you know in the nba the players make a pretty decent amount of the revenue that the nba pulls in altogether. but when you hop over to the wnba they make significantly less in terms of uh, the ratio to how much money the league is bringing in, uh, you know, when you look at how much money the league is bringing in, and how much the players make from that, it, is significantly less. And I think it's trash that, you know, the the pay difference is so I guess significant uh, that like even top WNBA players, you know, like play overseas during the off season. Just to bring in more money because they can make just as much if not a little bit more than playing in the WNBA, which is like their home league and i think that's ridiculous uh i remember seeing a couple years ago now Brittany griner um who's a pretty big nba WNBA player now uh she went to go play in china for a summer just to make just to make money you know during the nba off season because She wasn't making crazy amounts from the WNBA, which is ridiculous. If you ask me, and I think if you're a professional player, you know, a professional in a league in the United States, I mean, you should be making a a, a good amount, a decent amount. Not to get into the, you know, the wages of, like, teachers compared to professional athletes, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it would be fair, or it it would be fair, it is fair, to to say that professional athletes, professional women athletes should be making more money in general, regardless of what patriarchal standards that uh, are in place, you know what I'm saying? Um, because I think, you know, when you look at the definition of the patriarchy, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's a system of society or government. In which men hold the power, and women are largely excluded from it. That is a definition from the internet. I didn't just, like, remember that offhand. I looked it up beforehand and put it on my notes. Uh, So when you have a system like that, where you have, you know, one dominant group that's in power and, like, excludes others, uh, that's not a just or fair system, and it should be destroyed. So yes, destroy the patriarchy, and support the WNBA, because in doing so, you're doing your part to destroy said patriarchy. Okay, I said that word a lot, so let's move on. Speaking of sports, ooh, actually, no, my mouth is getting kind of dry. Let me take a sip of this kombucha. Uh, mm. Alright, excuse me. Yeah. Sorry, this flavor is, uh, cayenne cleanse, so it's a little, it's a little tangy. Uh, let's see, let's see. Also, I'm drinking kombucha, not for the proposed or the alleged, like, health benefits of regularly drinking kombucha, kombucha. I just like the taste, so I drink it probably every other day, on average, I've started. Like the past. Two months, I've been drinking kombucha regularly. I really don't care about any alleged or any supposed health benefits. I just like the taste of fermented tea. And I hate that it's so expensive. Uh, But it helps that like a $3 glass has like two servings in it. But you really have to pay it yourself. Anyway, back to sports. And another sports league I wanted to talk about, at least for a little bit, is the N... NFL, the National Football League, as um, an organization, I think the NFL is trash. Honestly, it's uh, its ownership group. I, I think its top officials, um, you know, the the people in the boardrooms, are trash really, um, and I think they're not really doing a good job of. Running a league that is socially responsible. There we go. It's not, the NFL is not good at being socially responsible uh, to really, to the people, to his fans, uh, to the people that watch and consume the NFL. I think the NFL cares about one particular group of fans and not so much about the other ones. And I'm not gonna go... I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna... How can I put it... How can I put this politely? There's a demographic of fans that largely outnumbers the other ones. And I think if you're familiar with race politics in the United States, or just the racial demographic makeup of the United States, you could probably figure out what I'm alluding to. Uh, There's a lot more white fans... Uh, than fans of color when it comes to the NFL. And I think uh, the people in the boardrooms, the suits of the NFL organization knows that and tends to cater to the majority without considering the minority group. And not to say that the NFL is racist or anything. I just think they look at, you know, X... this group has given us X amount of dollars. This other group is giving us X amount of dollars. So we're gonna go, and we're gonna support the sentiment of the group that's giving us the larger X amount of dollars. Which I think is trash. And when it comes to players, I think I'm all for I'm all for the players of the NFL. Um, like I said, I think the organization itself is trash. Not necessarily the players, the, I mean, the people who work in stadiums and make, you know, game day, game day operations go smoothly, the people who, you know, physical therapists, the, you know, a good, probably most of, like, athletic trainers and coaches and staff that are, like, you know, good, decent people, Uh, I mean, I'm supportive of them, just not the organization itself, right? Um, so when, you know, when a player kneels to protest, like, you know, racial inequality, I stand on the side of, oh, I'm sorry, I kneel on the side of the player and not the organization which says you should stand to honor the flag when the flag has nothing to do with it. Uh, so, another reason I wanted to bring up the NFL is one i'm conflicted because uh i want to buy madden nfl 19. side note um excuse me i didn't mean to blow into the mic but there was a shooting that happened at a madden tournament in jacksonville jacksonville florida which sucks um I'm not a religious person per se, but I mean, I, I you know, I, I sincerely feel, you know, remorse and I'm sorry, you know, that families have to deal with losing a loved one or, you know, loved one being shot because allegedly some guy was mad over video games. I think that's trash. I think that's bullshit. And I'm i really don't want anyone to have to experience something like that having experienced it myself especially at the hands of gun violence um so anyway i just want to get say that real quick so back to the somewhat less serious topic of me not buying madden nfl 20 or 2019 or just 19 because i don't want to support the organization that is the NFL but this year's Madden is probably like the best Madden in a couple of years and it looks like a really fun just like football game to play and like I'm excited to play a fun football game because I used to really be into football games when I was younger but then there's a shift in like how they started making them I didn't like it and then so I'm seeing the reviews for this year's Madden. And it, it looks like something I would want to play. But it has that NFL brand slapped on it. So I'm just not sure I can really support that. Also, fantasy football. Uh, still kind of conflicted. A little bit less conflicted. Just because uh, fantasy football. NFL fantasy football. Is something I do with Uh, A a close group of friends that I have And it's something we've done for years now Um, Despite, you know, any hoopla that's going on uh, Surrounding the NFL uh, We still find fun uh, Sorry, I heard something going aside Distracting me We still have fun Just, you know Competing And just playing fantasy football in general So that is something I'm going to continue to do Going into this year and uh, it should be fun. Um, last season, I ended the fantasy football season as uh, the number one team in the regular season. Um, but I lost in the championship match of the playoffs. So that's uh, that's kind of disappointing, but I was really happy uh, considering a few years ago I was, you know... A severe underdog in my league. I went from being like last to making it to like third in the playoffs. And fast forward a few years to like last year where I won the regular season and I almost took home the championship in the end. This year should be fun. My draft is tomorrow night and I have the number one pick. I'm super excited about that. I've had the number one pick one time before and it was my first time playing. Fantasy Football, and I drafted a quarterback first. Uh, I drafted Russell Wilson. Um, If you know anything about Fantasy Football, you take a running back first, because running backs are the backbone of your Fantasy Football team, so you try to take the best running back first. But I went with a QB. I'm like, Russell Wilson of all QBs? You know, being like, I think the number three... With top three. He ended up being one of the top three quarterbacks that year, which is great. Uh, but anyway, that's a side tangent. So, the NFL trash. Players are protesting. Racial inequality in the United States. Not the flag. I feel conflicted about dying Madden 19. I feel so my hurt. goes out to those affected by the tragedy of Jacksonville, Jacksonville Florida. And I look forward to having a great Fantasy football season. Draft is tomorrow. I have the first pick. I will update you guys on that uh, when I record the episode for this Sunday. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about the NFL. Uh, Also, the NFL contributes to the patriarchy. So, support players. And... I guess, let's see, how can we support women when it comes to the NFL? Uh, Journalists, reporters, media. There's a a stigma that women can't cover football for whatever reason. And, you know, just go on Twitter and, you know, if you can find, you know, not not that it's hard to find, but when you find women that are discussing sports in general, especially NFL football, get behind them, retweet, favorite, so other people can see their work, and, like, spread their work so that others can see it, and just, you know, spread the work of women, spread the good work of women about the NFL, okay? All right. Uh, Continuing with the theme of sports leagues uh, this week in this episode here, the WWE, I, well, for those who don't know, that's world wrestling, worldwide wrestling entertainment, world wrestling entertainment, like one of those. Okay, fake wrestling, wrestling, um, it's, it's my jam. It is the jam, has been the jam for a while now. It's something that I watched growing up as a kid, all the way through high school. I kind of fell out, you know, like senior year, high school, college for a long time. At least my first go-around in college for a long time, I fell out. Um, But recently, recently, as in past the past maybe three, three, four years, really? Wow, man, that sounds, that's crazy. No, I'm saying it out loud. The past three or four years, we've really been getting back into the WWE. um, Just because as an organization, or as a company, I should say, the WWE has really done a lot to update themselves and really become like a uh, a really good modern, like, wrestling entertainment company. Where is my kombucha? My mouth is getting dry. Kombucha? that's I say kombucha? Kombucha? Anyway. Mm. Ooh, good stuff. All right. The tankiness subsides. Alright, I'm ready. So, um, yeah, they've really just become a really good like, just like, modern sports entertainment company. And I really like some of the decisions they've made recently and continue to make. Uh, One of those being, well, okay, let me say something first. So, the WWE as a company I think I'm not going to say has a problem but I personally don't 100% agree with how they deal with issues of like politics and race especially when it comes to its own wrestlers Um, is very much wrestlers can have their own opinions about things and matters and what happens you know Just, you know I think you have opinions about politics etc etc but when you choose to be vocal about those opinions you may not be as successful as you could be if you weren't vocal about those opinions Does that make sense so a lot of times things will happen like you know a tragic shooting, or, you know, some type of injustice, or just something going on with politics in general, and if you wanted to look towards your favorite wrestler, you know, and maybe say a word or two, because, you know, that wrestler has, you know, a foot in a pot, or their foot in the water, or something like that, you know, or somehow, some way involved with said issue that you want them to speak on, yeah, they're not going to speak on it, you know? And internally, I feel like the WWE handles internal issues of race like very, kind of like hush-hush. So say like Hulk Hogan, right? He's had a little bit of history with, you know, using the N-word and, you know, being, you know, low-key racist, right? And so it's like, you know, and they fired him for it years ago. But just recently, they let him back in. And it's kind of like, um, you know, WWE, what are you doing? You fired this guy, because he was basically being a closet racist. <laughs> and some years has gone by, he apologized, and now you want to let him back in? Okay, sure. Um, but then it's like, so of course, you know, that happens. And people hit up, you know, like the most popular black wrestlers in the WWE, and they're like, hey, what's what's your opinion on this? What's your opinion on this? What's your opinion? Right? So keep in mind, I said that when wrestlers tend to speak out about things, it can affect their career trajectory. So it's like, you do something, like let in a closet racist, you know, back into the WWE, you know... And you expect that just to go over with fans, black fans especially, and your black wrestlers, right? And it's like the black wrestlers now; it's like you expect them not really to say anything about it or deal with it, quote unquote, internally. But at the same time, like outside pressure from fans who like want to know thoughts and opinions of their favorite black wrestlers, you know, thus putting them in a bind, right? Uh... So I think that's kind of messed up. But also, um, the the wrestlers I'm thinking about, uh, the wrestlers from a tag team group called The New Day in particular, are the ones I'm thinking about. Whenever I say fans were asking their favorite black wrestlers, like, what do you think? I'm thinking about The New Day, right? And they were like, well, they released really a whole statement, but they basically said, you know, the WWE as a company, is going to do the thing, but we're not going to work with Hulk until we have our own sit-down conversation with him, right? And again, it's just like, if the WWE allowed its, you know, employees as wrestlers to speak freely and openly about these matters in the first place, then you know, it wouldn't be such a It wouldn't be as much of a drama piece, you know what I'm saying? Because we would already know where, we know where the company stands, we know where these wrestlers stand, and there's no need to like put them in this bind where they're like risking potential career moves just because they, you know, want to or need to speak out about a certain issue. Whew, alright. I feel like that was worded, and I almost lost myself, but I think I got my point across. So that being said, how the company handles issues is, it irks me just a little bit. But that being said, um, yeah, so one of the reasons why I've really, begun, I've really begun to really just like get into the WWE as of late is the low-key rebrand to support women and minorities in World Wrestling Entertainment. Ooh, excuse me, that was gross. Mm. Okay, so just the the turn to support more, you know, female women athletes in wrestling and putting them more in the spotlight and allowing just more minority characters and, well, okay, so WWE, they're actors, so when I say characters, they're portraying characters, right? Uh, allowing more black wrestlers to you know just come in and be big characters in the scene right and so there's names like the new day which is three black guys who are essentially the longest reigning tag team champions in wwe history and they just regained their championship title actually for the fifth time um so there's them there's like sasha banks she's a you know championship like black female wrestler there's Amber Moon, who's another, like, rising superstar, another black wrestler, black female wrestler, woman wrestler, woman athlete, excuse me. Uh, there's Charlotte, who was the daughter of Ric Flair, who was also a former champion. She's coming up. And so they're just pushing a lot of great athletes, a lot of great performers that are also, you know, either people of color or women, which is, which, is, which is just great. Because it's formerly an industry dominated by white men. And when you think of like the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, like wrestling history, it's literally just all white men. And so for them as an organization now to be putting, you know, women and people of color like on a high pedestal is just great. And I like to support things like that. So I guess that's why I've been really getting back into uh, watching the WWE in general. Not to say that the WWE is perfect in any way, but they're making a strong effort in promoting its women and people of color to just a, a wide audience of people. And I think that's also because, unlike the NFL, the WWE acknowledges its audience is big and diverse as you know obviously probably for business reasons seeking to please that very diverse audience so of course they're bringing up a more diverse cast but I think that's great and I think that's something the NFL should be trying to do in terms of paying attention to its demographic and saying okay we have fans you know from all walks of life, and we need to be representing them somehow, so I'm not saying they need to be, like, basically I'm saying the NFL needs to stop their bullshit (laughs) and acknowledge there's racial injustice and inequality in the United States and stop pretending like anything a player does to bring attention to that is wrong, somehow. Anyway. So yeah, that's where I am with the WWE. Also supporting the WWE. Uh, it's women athletes. Fe- yeah, it's women athletes and people of color athletes. It it it's fighting the patriarchy. Really, that's the theme of today's episode: fighting the patriarchy. All right. So last thing I'm going to touch on today. <sighs> Have to breathe in deep for this one. So. I'm kind of glad I waited until today, actually, to record this, because when I was putting together my notes for today, an interview came out from my former favorite rapper, Kanye West, a.k.a. Kunye West. And uh, it was an interview he did at a radio station in in Chicago, uh, WGCI 107.5. That's a radio station in Chicago, like I just said. And uh, in his hometown, at Kanye's hometown, and he essentially has kind of broken down and really expanded on his, his thought processes and kind of uh, apologizing for his actions and what he has said recently in the past, like basically this summer, with coming back to Twitter, his album rolled out, the TMZ comments, the Jimmy Kimmel interview. Kind of just, not necessarily walking back what he said, but apologizing and giving more context uh, to kind of everything that's going on. And uh, I'll, I'll link the full interview. It was, uh, it was posted on Facebook Live, and it's probably on their website as well uh the radio station website. But I I watched the uh the interview through Facebook Live because one of the radio hosts recorded it on her phone and I just happened to, you know, be on the internet when, you know, it was being when it was put up. So I watched it and he the way he worded his apologies and if you know anything about Kanye, I mean, he's, he's a fairly, he's a very, for better or worse, he's a very sincere person, you know? Although, side note, I mean, you're kind of a fool to assume that no one has an ulterior motive behind anything. But, so, you know, I take it with ground stall of course, when he apologizes for everything. When he says, you know, I never meant to hurt the fans, you know, or when he, uh, you know... When he continues to reiterate that his support for Trump isn't about his policies, he loves all people, therefore he loves Trump, or he loves Bernie Sanders, he loves Hillary, he loves Obama, he loves everyone, he's about, you know, promoting peace and love for everyone, you know, at the same time he can reconcile that with, like, you know, shitty policies from, you know, the president. Or, you know, when he says, like, you know, he never meant, you know, or like, he's, he's not saying his mental illness is an excuse. Uh, he's saying he let it get in the way and, you know, he had people with him and around him that didn't care to stop him whenever they saw him going off the rails uh, and saying, you know, off-the-wall stuff, and I I watched all, I guess it was probably like 40 minutes, damn near 50 minutes all put together of it, and as a long-time Kanye fan, I was very upset, I mean, for justifiable reasons, I was very personally upset when, you know, everything kind of originally went down, uh, just because I'm, you know, a long-time fan, one. Like, Kanye's voice is so big that, like, he represents, he represents me and a, a lot of black people in general when he opens his mouth and speaks about race relations. And so, when he says some shit like, well, I think slavery was a choice, you know, when you, when you say that kind of thing, initially, like, yo, that stings because that, that, There's so much, like, bad shit that comes from that, and that kind of rhetoric, and it's like, when, you know, when your biggest talking heads, who's been, you know, at least been perceived as so pro-black for so long, says some shit like that, it hurts. When he comes out and is like, oh yeah, um, you know, coming out wearing the MAGA hat, signed and everything, like, yo, that, that shit hurts, personally, honestly. And obviously, I shouldn't, no one should really try to let things that a stranger or a celebrity does, you know, affect them in such a way that, you know, they feel personally hurt by it. But, I mean, you know, it's just human nature, you can't help it. Uh, So I was like, fuck. And a lot of people, me included, you know, we canceled Kanye West. We, you know, he's no longer, you know, invited to the cookout because of the bullshit, really. And for the longest time, he didn't, he didn't try to apologize. He didn't walk anything back, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then the interview comes out today, or he goes on the radio interview today, and he's like, you know, when he said those things, he hadn't really took the time to research anything. He hadn't took the time to read anything. He, did, he didn't have the, all the information. And so he kind of went quiet for a while to just kind of like readjust and, you know, learn, and kind of, you know, really think about his actions, so to speak, and he came out, and he apologized, and being a longtime Kanye follower and fan that I am, I feel like when he, you know, went on this radio interview, yes, to some extent, he's trying to clean up his, his image, his name, I understand that, but The apology itself seemed very sincere. And as a long-time Kanye fan, I can appreciate that. Because I feel like anyone who knows Kanye well enough knows that that man does not just apologize. I can't really remember a time when he has apologized for anything that he's done or said. You know, maybe he says, sorry for being me. But he's never really apologized for like some bullshit and he apologized for his bullshit, and I can appreciate that. so it's 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 hard for me to say that like I'm back, you know I'm back in the camp I'm back in the I'm back on the the Kanye defense team or whatever. um it's hard for me to say that i'm 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 there, but I think I went from being, like, not receptive to anything, Kanye, to, okay, maybe I'm not the biggest fan that I was, but I feel comfortable listening to your music again, and I don't necessarily feel some type of way when I go back and listen to your old stuff. I mean, now I'm looking... I'm listening to everything through like a, through rose colored, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not listening to anything to like rose tinted glasses. I'm not, I'm not watching anything to rose tinted glasses per se, you know, like I'm listening to everything with a grain of salt, so to speak. And that being said, and I will announce it exclusively here on the solo soapbox podcast. Uh, I will go back to listening to Kanye. Um, at least some stuff. I'm probably not going to bump it as hard as I was, you know, pre-summer 2018. Um, but I, I suppose I'll i finally give I'll finally give Yay a chance. I probably I'll finally give you know Kids see Ghost a chance. I'll listen and see what's up because I haven't listened to those because I've been so turned off by Kanye's actions and words. But, uh, it would appear, and again, I'll I'll link the interview so you can go make your own opinion about it, but to me, it would appear that he's making at least an effort to try and sue things over, and I think it's been about the right amount of time, and the apology was sincere enough for me to say, okay you're not 100% in the clear, I don't 100% forgive you for coming out with, you know, and doing the bullshit that you pulled this summer, summer 2018, but, okay, Uh, you're still getting the side eye, major side eye, you know, from here until I don't feel like it anymore, you're still getting the major side eye, but I can look your way though, so I'll give this music a shot. And uh, I don't know. I'll let you know what you guys think. Maybe I'll do like a Patreon exclusive, uh, like a little quick video review or something like that. And uh, yeah, with that being said, I'm going to wrap up what is the first episode slash actually the second recording of the Solo Soapbox podcast Thank you for listening. I hope everything turned out great because I'm recording this on my uh, on my Galaxy S eight and not my Blue Yeti microphone. Hopefully it sounds good and there's not too much background noise going on because I'm doing this all in one take. One take, Drake. I'm gonna take a sip of my cayenne cleanse flavored kombucha real quick. Ooh, man, that's. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna close it out. Thanks for listening. Uh, like I said earlier, you can find this podcast exclusively on SoundCloud.com for slash Soapbox Podcast. Uh, check out my website Uh That's where my my uh, my personal trainer hustle. That's like my landing page for that. So uh, check it out if you want to see some services that I offer there. That's www.tallguydennis.com, and on social media, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Guy Dennis. That's both of those. Tallguydennis Dennis is spelled T A L L G U Y D E N N I S, and that's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. You can add .com to it; it'll take you to my website. And uh, yeah, um, every episode after this should be posted every Sunday. Uh, Without fail, I will not let my schedule, or my poor scheduling, get in the way of me missing, or get in the way of me recording an episode. I hope you appreciate, well, no, not I hope you appreciate. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to my ramblings and my not, my minimally produced podcast. There we go. (laughs) My my lo-fi minimally produced podcast. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Um, Give me a follow on the social media. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, I'm out. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. Goodbye.